This episode of Final Girls Horrorcast is sponsored by the most awesome Nick B, Masakazu T, Armando M, and Black Cat. To become a part of our amazing Patreon crew, please visit us on patreon.com slash finalgirlshorrorcast. You're listening to the Modern Horrors Podcast Network. and thanks for joining us on the 113th episode of Final Girls Horrorcast, the show where we discuss some of the horror, thriller, and sci-fi movies currently available on your favorite streaming sites. I'm Amy. And I'm Carly. On today's episode, we're going to be discussing As Above, So Below and The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Because they rhyme. (laughs) I don't know why. I like it. Because of ancient mysteries. Yes. There you go. Uh, For you new listeners, we are a spoiler-heavy podcast, so continue at your own risk. Both of today's films are currently on Netflix, so feel free to go check those out before continuing if you are a spoiler-sensitive listener. But before we jump into these films, let's get started with a segment that we like to call... Trailer Trash Talk. Today's trailer is The Intruder, with a May 3rd release date. It's directed by Dion Taylor, who previously directed Meet the Blacks and Dead Tone. And it's written by David Lordy, who previously wrote Obsessed and Nurse 3D. The IMDb summary is a psychological thriller about a young married couple who buys a beautiful Napa Valley house on several acres of land, only to find that the man they bought it from refuses to let it refuses to let go of the property. So, what do we think? Uh, done 5,000 times already? <laughs> yeah, this is just not my favorite genre of movie. I don't know, like the couple moving into the house with the weird neighbors. I I don't know. I've, I've never like jumped at <laughs> seeing these movies in the past. So. Yeah, it looks like a Lifetime movie. It really does. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not, not my favorite. No, it's it looks kind of boring. Who's the guy? Uh, Dennis Quaid. Yes. I mean, it's, I'm surprised to see him in a movie like this a little bit. I Me don't too. Actually, he, he does look creepy, though. Does he? I, I think know. he looks like a creepy neighbor. Yeah, I know that he's playing a creepy neighbor, but I don't. <laughs> I don't know that I feel <laughs> it. You know what I mean? <laughs> He always plays such like a nice, nice guy, doesn't he? I know. He? Yes. He's, he's like playing a crotchety old man now. Yeah, it's just not he's quite He's moved on to those roles. Me. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. It, just, it doesn't strike me as something I'm excited about. Honestly, there weren't very many trailers. Um, I, I thought we were going to do Brightburn. Did we not do that one yet? I don't even know what that is, girl. Whoa. Maybe you should have done the notes. Shit. <laughs> I was definitely sleeping this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we'll do Brightburn. Okay. <laughs> I, you know, I'm just, I go through and I look at the movies that are coming soon. And when I see horror or thriller or sci-fi, I kind of click on it and see if it works. 
No, totally. Oh, geez, Louise. What was the crazy. one that uh, that was being remade? Oh, shoot. Now I can't remember. Mm, Jacob's Ladder. Oh, yeah. Do we have a trailer for that yet? No. And it's supposed to come out in like two weeks, which leads me to believe that they're pushing it. If Interesting. We if we don't even have a trailer, that's going to be a big, big release. If yeah. we don't even have a trailer for that yet and it's coming out in two weeks, like I call bullshit. I don't think it's coming out in two weeks. There's no way. No. If we don't way. have a trailer yet. Unless yeah. they're like going to surprise us and it's going to be like a Netflix original. It's not that it's just not on IMDb either because sometimes oh. that happens. Like I yeah. went on um, I went on YouTube and everything and there was just like nothing. I Googled it. Nothing. So, you know, all there were were like fake fan trailers, not like real trailers. Interesting. So, yeah. Well, so there's no way that's coming out in two weeks then. No, there is no way that that's coming out in two weeks. I sincerely doubt it, um, which might be a good thing or usually that's not a good thing. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. More on that later. I like how we're talking about completely different trailer. This one just really just does nothing for me. It really did nothing for me either. But um, if this is your thing, like if you like Lifetime movies about like weird stalkery neighbors or ex house owners, then you then this looks perfectly fine. If that's your thing, I just like there's so many movies like this. Yeah, I, there's nothing making it stand apart except for Dennis Quaid. Yeah. So, yeah, not digging it. No, I'm not. I will not see this movie. Yeah, me neither. Unless for some reason we decide to do it uh, for the show, but it doesn't sound like either of us are super into it, so probably wouldn't happen. (sighs) Oh, God, wouldn't it be awful if we just did a month of, like, all these Lifetime movies? (laughs) I... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lifetime. Uh, I don't even know what month that would go in. I don't either may for mother's day i was literally thinking that lifetime may (laughs) let's celebrate watching the thrillers that your mothers enjoy mommy thriller (laughs) mommy thriller may (laughs) mommy thriller may i'm into that we might have to look into it (laughs) fuck this would be a really shitty month (laughs) but like legit lifetime movies yeah no we wouldn't we wouldn't do this we would do actual movies the old like oh see i would be into that no yeah like uh, I can't think of her name now. Tori Spelling would be oh. in like at least three of the movies every that we did. To- every Tori Spelling <laughs> Lifetime movie. We'll just yes. do all of them. Oh, God. Now I like want to do that. Okay, we're doing it. Cool. Thanks. Write it down so we don't forget. I'm going to. I'm at okay. the bottom of these notes. Okay, good job. Um, all what right. did you call it though? Mommy what? M- mommy Thriller May. <laughs> yes. Cool. Um, oh, God. And we're, we're going to try and have... We're gonna have some good, uh, some good months coming up. We're doing, yeah. we're doing February, right? We're still doing our '80s were weird month. We're gonna Heck try yeah. to. We had a great time with that last year. I think I had a be... great time with it last year. You <laughs> maybe not so much. <laughs> some of it I think you liked. I did like some of it. I think when we got to like society and like. Let's be real. I was always entertained. That's true. There it's were a hard. lot of what the fuck moments. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's normal, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. All right. Okay, let's move on. Yeah. Uh, what's our first movie that we're discussing today, Carly? This first movie, which you guys are 
so excited about. Uh, 2014's As Above, So Below, directed by John Eric Dowdle, um, who also did Quarantine, uh, Devil, and the Poughkeepsie Tapes. And then it's written by John Eric Dowdle and Drew Dowdle. It's a fun last name to say. It's a fun last name. Uh, The IMDb summary is when a team of explorers ventures into the catacombs that lie beneath the streets of Paris, they uncover the dark secret that lies within the city of the dead. Bringing back the found footage category. There we go. It's nice to have another found footage. It's been a while since we've done one. I think paranormal activity was the last one we did. Um, so this movie is very polarizing. I feel like people really love it or they really hate it. Do you fall in either category? I like it. Okay. Um, I was telling Amy right before we started recording, I just watched this for, it was one of my October movies and I was more than happy to revisit it again. I think it's fun and interesting. And I feel like it's one of those movies that upon rewatching, you kind of, um, see things maybe that you missed the first mm. time around. I definitely um, saw more this time around than I did yeah. the first time. Yeah. Um, so. I think that like, I know people that really don't like this, but I, I, I like it. I don't think there are definitely things that bother me about it. <laughs> don't get oh, me wrong. Same. But, um, I think it's, it's just at least fun to watch. I mean, it's got that like Indiana Jones kind of thingy going on. I love it when people explore caves and like cool stuff appears. <laughs> totally. And I mean, like it definitely gets brutal at some points, mm-hmm. like when, uh, the mole smashes the chick's face into the ground. Yeah. Super brutal. Super brutal. Um, I'm not in love with our main character, the no. lady, the girl. She's very annoying to me. <laughs> she doesn't make any sense to me. No. Scarlet. Um, yeah. Yes. Her. I feel like everybody is very, like, everybody else makes sense and they're very real to me. Yeah. But, like, she's too much. Hers, her character is very unbelievable. I mean, I understand why she's as forceful as she is, but there are times when I'm like, bitch, you need to calm down. <laughs> like, Who among us would be that much of an asshole to, like, bring a friend who you know that their brother, like, drowned in a cave? Yeah, (laughs) she gives you She's uh, very driven. Yeah. And she allows that to uh, blind her and care less about those around her, even those that she cares about. Yeah. She gives no shits about anyone. She learned no lessons either. I mean, she had the most to learn and she learned nothing. She was taught nothing. Yeah. Um, George, I thought, was a wonderful character. I liked Same. him a lot. Same. And, he was um, great. He was fantastic. Literally, everybody else was very believable. Yes. Like, but I, like, I specifically like, yeah. love him. Yeah. I specifically love him. She drives me bonkers. Same. And, and I find her very unbelievable in at all times. Like, yes. when she is, like, first being interviewed for the documentary, and she's saying, like, all of these accolades she has. She has, she speaks four languages, she knows Krav Maga, she speaks two dead languages, and, like, all these things. I'm like, you're, like, 23. Like, yeah. <laughs> like at the most, you're 26. I don't think that you have, like, 17 PhDs. Like, I don't find that believable. Yeah, That's a I lot mean of, she's crazy enough that maybe 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 two know. maybe two, but she yeah. s- says like four. You have four PhDs? How is that possible? 
<laughs> and you speak four languages in, in, plus two extra dead languages. That's a fair point. It's a lot. It's a lot. She needs to be old. Just make her older. Why does yeah. she have to be so young? If she was like 30 my age, 30 something, I would believe it. Yeah. She's just way too young to have that. Or just, you know, maybe reduce the amount of accolades she has. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> One of the two. Maybe she doesn't need to know all those. Right. Um and she, there is like that one scene where they go into the museum and they burn the thing on the back of the tablet. And I'm and with, she finds cleaning supplies that just happen to be exactly what she needs. Yeah. <laughs> like things like that. Are, the beginning of this movie, especially, is so weird and out there and cheesy. Um, I think if you have a hard time sus- suspending disbelief in film, that this movie's going to drive you bonkers, especially the beginning of it. I can agree with that. The first scene is my least favorite. I feel, yeah. I find I never watch it. It's 100% unnecessary. I find that whenever I watch this movie, that is just, I'm always doing something at the beginning because it really doesn't lend anything to the, ra- like, I mean, I guess like, so you know who she is and like what she's looking for, but like right. it really, it's, I don't like it. Well, there's a man making a documentary about her. Yes. So the beginning literally does not need to exist because Benji could just be interviewing her at the beginning. It could be five minutes and we're done. Correct. Instead, it's this whole weird sequence that, I mean, I guess we do find out how driven she is and it does kind of give us this sense of... She's a little nuts and she just cares about knowing these things. Um, I don't know. I right, because I, I guess like the first thing she's like, I know that by going into this country, like the punishment is by, you know. Buried what, like, to your neck and then a. In sand, a, yeah. And then a uh, wall is pushed on your head. <laughs> Something, I don't, uh, yeah, that, <laughs> that thing. I'm sorry, that's not funny. I'm sure that's like semi-real, but um yeah, I don't know. I would be terrified to go into a round by myself as a woman. Oh my God, 100%. Yeah, no That's fucking, no, not, no. <laughs> I can't. I couldn't do it, I don't think. Yeah. So really Scarlett's just handy for her crazy knowledge, I guess. I mean, and she like, pushes she's, the, she's the reason why we're here. And she pushes the story for her, but there's like maybe 10 times she should have died that Agreed. she didn't. Like, she's just like running towards things. Yeah. And the phone is ringing and she's fucking running. You're like, you do not know what's going to be around every corner. You don't fucking run. Yeah. <laughs> in an ancient catacomb. <laughs> yes. But That's at the like, same time, this movie, like, blends a lot of things that, like, I am interested in. Like, I love them trying to find the Sorcerer's Stone. And once they do, like... It's not the Sorcerer's Stone. This not is the not Sorcerer's Harry stone. Potter. <laughs> but it is, though. It's the... It's, it's the, the Philosopher's so- Stone. That's what that... That's what the Sorcerer's Stone is. Okay. but Like, in England, can- Harry Potter... The first Harry Potter book is called Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. Fine. But you so, called it the Sorcerer's Stone. I did, because I was thinking of Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Flamel man <laughs> but okay, um I don't okay I am hardly a history buff but why is there ancient Egyptian things involved in this um 
I mean, I can't give a firm answer on that because I am not either. Part of me is like angry at that, but then it maybe I'm just dumb and I don't know that there's like ancient Egyptian things in Paris, but that seems unlikely to me. But maybe, I don't know. <laughs> it seems unlikely, but I know that there's like a lot of weird um, happenings like that in different parts of the world sure. where like this civilization's, you know, things from here are found over here and vice versa and so that's kind of like i mean i guess it's possible it just seems like the catacombs in paris came so much after like the ancient egyptian thing but maybe it was happened i don't know i'm so bad at history i (laughs) i should have listened more I love that stuff. It's so fascinating. Especially European. I find it interesting now as an adult, but as a kid, I would not give a shit. And I just remember like, I don't know, not really paying attention, learning shit or looking up stuff on my own. Honestly, sorry. I learned a lot about um, when I was a junior, uh, we went to Rome for like our big trip at the end of the year or Italy in general. And Mm. so we like studied a bunch of stuff and we got to go to catacombs when we were in Rome and it was just like the coolest thing. But yeah, it's, you so, know, it it's sucks. so creepy, too. I was in Rome, and I didn't even know that the catacombs were a thing when I was there. Isn't that sad? That's I, so sad. I, I found out after, and I, um, I wasn't in Rome for a long time. I was in Rome for maybe two days. I was in Italy for like three months, but I didn't spend a lot of time in Rome. And um, I did explore the city a lot, and I remember going out on my own and, and like, I'll get on the subway and just seeing where I ended up. And I had a great time when I was in Rome, but uh, I kind of wish that I knew <laughs> and paid attention and went to go see the catacombs. But whatever. It's so crazy because it's just like their bones are so much smaller than like people are now, you know? Mm, yeah. But like, and it's just like you see like rows and rows of skulls, and you're just like, how many people had to die to like make <gasps> a this? lot more people died back then? I mean, <laughs> disease and i mean a lot of children died too because it because it's like you know sink or swim kind of thing and like illness and you know there weren't you know the same standards of hygiene and um, medicine that we have today so yeah a lot of kids died i mean that's why you had a lot of them so that you know some would survive but yeah crazy shit man all right. Um, so as a whole, I like this movie. I think it has some good creepy moments. Um, it, the camera, the shaky camera thing only gets to me a couple times. Uh, otherwise, it, it didn't bother me that it's much. It's not too bad. Yeah, there's just like a couple moments where you're like, ah, what's happening? And it hurts my eyes. But there's not a lot of that. I think it helps because the space is so confined. Yeah. That there are a couple moments that I was like, how is this person being recorded? Yeah. Be- like when um, Scarlet goes under the water and comes out on the other side to where the Philosopher's Stone is. Mm-hmm. There's like a camera on her, but like Benji's still on the other side. And I was like, how is that? She has a pin camera in her helmet. But I think it was showing her. I might. No, be imagining it wasn't. this. No, it didn't show her until George swam through. Okay, gotcha. No, uh, never mind. Because I was what like, did bother me is they were dr- they were wet for approximately two seconds after mm-hmm. being completely emerged in water. <laughs> yes, 
was like, you would be so uncomfortable. And don't seem cold. And like, they're wearing jeans. And it's like the worst ever is wet jeans. And there's no way it's not freezing down there. Well, totally. maybe it's not because I guess it's hell. So maybe As, yeah, they're going to hell. So maybe it's warm. <laughs> would not, by the way. I like, oh, that's the when you're entering hell. No, thank you. I love how they, yeah, right? When they're entering the gates of hell. I think they already entered hell by that point. Let's be yeah. real. But yeah. Um, I like how they actually film this in the catacombs. And it's really one of the only productions to have permission to, to uh, film in the French cat- or in the Paris catacombs. I so, agree. I feel like it really lends to the atmosphere so much, so much better. I mean, this would have been, I don't, this does not strike me as a big budget film. Mm-mm. And so I was very um, surprised by the sets. So I wasn't really that surprised to find out that they didn't use sets and they actually filmed in the catacombs because it does look very realistic. I I think they did a great job shooting, uh, shooting the film. Um, it looks good. I mean, for a found footage and tunnels, I mean, they did a good job. I agree. Um uh, but I don't know. I think that it's good. There are things that just don't mesh well. And a lot of it is Scarlet's character not quite landing. Um, and the end is a little funny. Yeah, I feel like the end is kind of where it always... I mean, I get what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all makes sense. But I think because of how much I dislike Scarlet's character, it's like such a bummer that like she's the reason why because i think you're you're right that she doesn't learn anything george should be the one yeah to like save the day agreed 100 percent, he should yes because like, she doesn't learn anything she's no. the one that's fucking up she's the reason all these people die yeah and she learns nothing all she gets blessed basically mm-hmm. <laughs> um it would have been nice to see George step up and get all this from it, um, honestly. Because it, it, otherwise it doesn't, I don't know, that, that doesn't come full circle for me. I mean, there's this one part where they're stuck in one of the cave rooms, right? And she, um, she's like, oh, it's, a, it's like a lock and we have to figure out which stone to pull. Um, if we pull the wrong stone, we all die, is what she says, right? Yeah. Yeah. So and then she's like so rushing to like she's rushing it there's to no pull it, and he's like Scarlet, no, 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 no. He's like, she, she's like, whoa, oh, whoa. planets. There's eight, and he's like, wait a minute. When was this done? Because then yeah. they didn't know two planets. And oh, then she's like, okay. oh, six. Okay, and he's like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> oh my <laughs> like, god, chill out. Is this before or after Copernicus? <laughs> he's so fucking smart. I know. And she is just like, let's just pull any stone, and hopefully it works out. <laughs> Like, that part drove me bonkers. I was like, why is she so rushing to get out of here? Uh, That drove me bonkers. Didn't like it. No, it was crazy. I was like, why? Why do you want to rush this so... This is very important. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, my notes say, why is there Egyptian stuff in Paris? Um, Yeah. I mean, I... I like it. I think it's fun. If you don't think too hard, it's really enjoyable. If you think too hard, you're not going to be able to enjoy all of it. Yeah. But there's definitely, I like, I like the thing they did with the sound 
the when muffled. They were, yes, the muffled yeah. sound, like they're going through some sort of like I don't know hurricane or something. Yeah, it's really cool. And um, I thought there was some really clever ideas here, things that I haven't seen in a horror film before. Um, I think it could have been stronger. I think the writing could have been a little bit better, um, especially with Scarlet and and some of these mm, side characters. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, I think I think it's really well done. It's totally worth watching. Um, and I, I felt mean, so I, bad for Benji. Why? He really got the shit ended of the stick. He really did. He kept getting hurt. He got <laughs> like, hurt like 5,000 times until he, he got died. stuck in the thing and like started hyperventilating and then his like hands got all messed up and like, yes, yeah, everything. He's yeah. Poor guy. Yeah, he did. Get, I wrote a note about him. Really poor Benji. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but really poor all, everyone that dies because that's not great. Uh, most people didn't sign up for that. <laughs> No, they just wanted to help her yeah, and get treasure. So I, I think it's, like I said, I think it's worth watching. I, I applaud any horror movie that tries to do something new and different like this. It has a really fun adventure feel. Um, it's It's a good time, but like I said, you just can't think too hard about it. There are things that just are don't make sense and don't mm-hmm. quite line up. But otherwise, uh, enjoy. Enjoyed it. I did too. I think it's worth a watch for sure. Cool. Do you have anything else you want to add before I move on? Nope. Would okay. watch again in a year. <laughs> yeah, wait another year and I'll watch it again. It is. It's fun enough to to just even just have on the background, check in yes. every few minutes. Uh, there's some good jump scares. I think it was one that got me. Yeah, one got me. I'm trying to think of what it was. Same. Uh. I think it was when they enter the gates of hell and they see the mole, Latope, and oh. he's just standing there. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. she's, and it wasn't when he grabbed her, but it was the, it was first, the first time one. he like yeah, jumped yeah, yeah. at her. Yeah. I think, I think that was the moment yeah, that I jumped. she was dumb for going back a second time. <laughs> yeah. They were like, Susie, like, don't do it. And I love that yeah. they stole her name from Susie and the Banshees. That made me really happy, which I never really noticed before until I was watching it with closed captions last night because I yeah. couldn't hear everything. Well, I thought her name was Susie and then it was not, it was Susie. Yeah. Susie. From Susie and the Banshees. Cute. Woo. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's it. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, moving on to The Autopsy of Jane Doe from 2016. It's directed by Andre Overdahl, who previously directed Troll Hunter and also is to direct the new Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark that's coming out this year. Uh, It's written by Ian Goldberg and Richard Nyang, who previously wrote, or who wrote Eli, which is a new horror film coming out in 2019. The IMDb summary is a father and son, both coroners, are pulled into a complex mystery while attempting to identify the body of a young woman who is apparently harboring dark secrets. That was a run-on sentence, but you get the gist. You get the gist of it. I So this movie was a big deal last year. Yes. I, I wanted to cover it sooner, but uh, it's just now streaming, so here we are. Yes. Um, I really... I really love this movie. I really like it a lot, too. Um, I remember 
God, this was like forever ago, though. This was, I feel like... It was like the end of 2016 that it yeah. came out. So I feel like most of us watched it in 2017. Yeah, because I, I remember... The only reason I remember that is it was like when I just started working at Moon Juice and one of... She's a really good girlfriend of mine now. But like our first movie together was seeing this at the silent cinema here and Emile Hirsch like introduced it Mm. and that theater isn't doing things anymore but this movie still is amazing (laughs) it's so fun to watch great acting team here I love Emile Hirsch he's like and Brian Cox um, and together they're great they have good chemistry too I feel like they really do feel like father and son yeah um, and they're both super believable. Yes. They're really easy to watch. They make this movie really easy to watch. Agreed. I, they're likable, too, and yeah. tangible characters. Yes. Um, it's really, it's good writing. It really is. And so mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what Eli is going to be like. Yeah. And I'm a little bit surprised to find out that this is written by men, because it seems very, I don't want to say forward thinking but it, it's it, it feels very real to to the female experience mm-hmm. and it seems like they're highlighting some of the things that women come across or mm-hmm. the pain that have that women have had over the year over t- forever yes um and it's very centered on that so it's really cool i think that it's written by dudes i think they did a great job um I'm not going to get too much into the feminism portion of this film because it's just not something I want to talk about. It's been done better than I'm going to do it. Um, But I know that the Horror Virgin just did an episode on this where Jen talks about it quite a bit. And there's some really good articles online. If you're interested in in looking that up, I can probably link a couple in the show notes. Um, Just things about, you know... uh, there's no male gaze here, even though there's a naked woman woman in the entire movie, and mm-hmm. she's never sexualized, and it's all like the abuse that women endure uh, at the While hands. While they of seem men. to look fine on the outside, yes, exactly. The flawlessness on the outside we're we're believed to have when we're tortured on the inside. Uh, it's just really, I don't know. It's it's a very strong film, and um, I applaud the men that made it. Um, I think it's great. I think there the if I have one complaint about this movie, it's the um, it's the CGI, and we don't get a lot of it. Uh, but when we do get it, I'm not a fan. Mm-hmm. I think it completely takes me out of the film. There's a scene where uh, Emil Hirsch's character is looking through the hole in the door, and we see the face, and I, I it's complete up, every time upsets me. <laughs> <laughs> don't like it. Not a fan. Not a fan. No. And that's really, honestly, probably the only complaint I have of the entire film. Yeah. I love um, the originality here. And um, I don't know. Really well done. I love, Dialogue's fantastic. Story's great. Strong story. Strong characters. So strong. And I love that. I love when a filmmaker can give you backstory without telling you anything. Like at the beginning when we're going through all the pictures and we see like the whole family together and like we get that the mom died and like that it wasn't necessarily an easy thing. And like, I don't know, like the beginning, I feel like I haven't seen this in a while. And so when I watched that, 
this time I was like, oh, they really like do a lot of storytelling just in the opening credits. And I love that. Yeah, there's the, the it's almost like mom is a character, even though we never see her mm-hmm. or hear like specific stories about her. She seems very present throughout the entire film, which yes. is really interesting. Um, But yeah, I, I totally got more of that the second time around. I was able to kind of pay more attention to it. Having captions on really fucking helps me to understand, like, the small things like mm-hmm. that. I feel like it just completely goes over my head otherwise. I don't know I feel why. like it depends on the movie. I feel it like, does. especially for As Above, So Below, it really helped because a lot of things that they say are whispers. Yeah. That, like, I, I missed probably the previous time. Or if there's a lot of talking or if they're talking fast. I don't, mm-hmm. it's, like, it just goes in one in one ear and out the other sometimes. Tony, it drives Tony mad, but I love having captions. <laughs> and sometimes when I'm at the theater, I'm like, there's no captions. <laughs> How am I going to know what they're saying? Oh, that's so funny. To pay attention. Really? Well, it's just really loud. <laughs> Tony's like, well, listen. And I'm like, well, yeah. I do. But I know I'm missing things. I know it. Oh, it's so funny. It's so true, though. Fuck, I love captions. Um, anyway, I I don't know. I think the, the bell on the toe thing is kind of fun. I love how um, God, what's his name? Cox, Brian Cox, Brian Cox. Thank you. Yeah. I Dad. Remember. Yes, <laughs> I love how Dad like plays with Emil Hirsch. You know, he's like yeah, and plays with his girlfriend. Just like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let her look. Let her go ahead and look and, you know, scares her. And it's just like, I don't know. He's so um, seasoned in the field. And this is all something, you know, you could picture him doing this with his wife when they were dating or something, you know, it's it's cute. It's like he's reliving um, his younger years watching them and and playing or playing his own part in it. Um, Really cute. Again, these are like the little things that really add a lot. it doesn't take that long to kick off, really. Um, no, I think the whole movie is like 85, 86 minutes or something like that. Yeah, it's not long. No, but it gets, it feels like it's like a full movie, like you it, get everything. Exactly. It's great because it's short, but it, mm-hmm. it they don't, they use every minute they have. Yes. Which is lovely. Um, you get so much out of this short period of time. It probably helps that the cast is so small, too. You know, yeah. I, I think it's just really centered on these two people. Uh, Martin Sheen was actually supposed to play uh, the dad character. Interesting. I'm happy it was Brian Cox. Oh, me too. I love him. I mean, I love Same. Martin Sheen too. Don't get me wrong. And I honestly think he probably could have killed it. But Brian Cox is lovely. I love oh, him. I just, and I really just, their their relationship just yes. nailed it for me. Like, uh, it was just, I love their relationship so much. How did you do with the kitty cat scene? There is a I kitty didn't cat. Look. Just I knew didn't it look. was coming. I probably yeah. closed my eyes um, sooner than I needed to. Sure. Um, but I was watching it with Steve, and so he was like, "Don't look! Don't look! Don't look!" Okay, now you're good. Yeah. So I think just the originality of this is really sets it apart from anything else. This yeah. should have been on more. I think we couldn't have it in our year end awards last year, and I really wish we could. Yeah. And um, God, it's just so good for for what it is, though. This would have been on the top, towards the top of any list. From, oh, one hundred percent. It's just so solid. I think it's it's. I don't know. I own it on Blu-ray, and I watched it on Blu-ray and enjoyed it. I love that 
there's, I mean, that point where you kind of realize there's nothing that they could have done. No. You know, like once they're in it, that's it. Um, And I think that's such a, like, in a way, it's kind of like weirdly refreshing because you had a lot of these kinds of movies where it's always like, we have to figure out what the ghost wants. Right. And then we can save the day and it'll be totally fine. And then you have like the cliffhanger that's like, oh, but did they? But I like that this one's like, nope, they're just fucked from the beginning. Like, <laughs> Well, and I like how it's it's like them learning her story and being like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. They you kind know. of realize like there's this is we're done and how it's basically she during i mean so basically and what i don't think i understood or got the first time around watching it is brian cox even says like there were no witches during the witch trials you know there were young women who were being killed um, yes and she uh became Became what they were this because of what they did to her yes you know like they created this monster correct um and it's not even she's not even a monster i mean she is she and her face there's um i mean the, the time when they open her eyes and they're all cloudy and her mouth is open once mm-hmm. they see that she has no tongue and she has like this little gap in her teeth which i think adds like a a feeling of innocence almost yeah um it makes her look very young and um like her expression there is just like indifference and and someone who feels numb i mean that's like a facial expression of its own i mean even though it's mm-hmm. like supposed to be a blank expression i feel like it's still a really tangible like i'm alive kind of expression <laughs> Especially as someone like you just feel like everything's happening to you. Like I can see that being the face of someone who's become numb after having all these atrocities happen. Yeah. And then after towards the end when her mouth is closed and they like pull her head up. It's like she has this like anger almost. Mm -hmm. It's like it's a blank expression, but it's still there's like the sense of like. I'm over this shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I love that. I mean, it's just, and she doesn't move. It's, it's, it's perfect. It's perfect the way they did it. I think it's just fantastically done. It's so good too, because it's like, so like gory and gruesome, but like in such a weird contained way that it's just because they're at like, you know, at a morgue doing their job. This is just how it goes. Yeah. But it's just like still like cracking the ribs and everything is just yeah. like, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I I think that I was numb to the whole autopsy thing thinking like it's not it's really not that bad. <laughs> I No, totally. I didn't think about it much either. Steve was like, this is kind of brutal. <laughs> yeah. People that aren't. <laughs> he hadn't seen it before. <laughs> apparently non-genre people yeah. don't uh, don't feel that way. So just yeah. be prepared. <laughs> If you watch this, because to me, it's like everyone would love this movie. This movie is great. Like it's got a lot going on. There's great story. This is great for non-horror people. But then, you know, watching it with non-horror people and seeing the horror on their face and be like, oh, oops, I forgot I'm desensitized to this. (laughs) Totally. Because we don't think about it. I remember um, like Emile Hirsch, like when 
of the ribs got me a little bit. Yeah, because it's just like, oh, man. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, they got those big pliers out. <laughs> yeah, right? And then they, like, just remove that, like, sternum area. Yeah, they just hear the cracking and you're like, oh. It's effective enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I remember when Emil Hirsch was, like, talking about um, filming. He was saying that, like, Brian Cox is, like, not a horror person and, mm. like, was, like, you know, had to deal with like the gore and stuff and <laughs> was kind of like uncomfortable with it sometimes. They had some fun with it, I guess. That's but, fun though. Yeah. It was really cute. Like, I think that also that helped me kind of like feel that relationship even more because I feel like they just really, if they really had like a good time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love There that. was a lot of respect, I think, that they paid to the Jane Doe on yes. the table too. Yes. That, I mean, they had music playing and things, but I feel like they were so very respectful to her. I mean, they were doing the things that they needed to do as their job. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I really, I just liked it. I just liked it a lot. I think it was, it's like cool to see them unravel this mystery that is her body. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's insane. It's a really smart movie. It's really well done. It really and, is. I love the And the reveal the when they pull back her skin and there's like all of those symbols in there. And you're like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I can't even imagine any of this actually occurring. And you don't see any of it happen to her. But you know. Yes. Like, just the describing of it. No, every, I mean, everything is just like, from the second they like really wheel her in and you see they're like examining her wrists and her ankles and like trying to figure out her store. I don't know. I was just like sucked in from the beginning. Even when we see the images from the, um, the other location that she came in from. Yeah. Super effective. What those people went through. And when the ladies like, it looks like they were trying to get out. Like, it doesn't look like anybody broke in. Right. And it's like, where did she come from? Was she, yeah. I, she was buried in the basement, I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. I think like, that's what they said. You, they were like, yeah. they someone found her and they wanted to bury her as far away from them as possible. Got it. So like someone was trying to bury her there. Like she's, I guess, I mean, obviously what she's from New England, they're right. saying. Well, yeah, she had to have so, been. So, yeah. I guess Virginia's not that far. No. <laughs> um, And I love that at the end, the officer is just like, just get her out of my county. Like, yeah, I knew this family. Like, this is not whatever it seems. It's that's not what happened. Right. Cool. I love it. I do, too. I think it's <laughs> I think it's fucking great. If you haven't seen this movie, go see it. Get on it. I we mean, ruined I know, it for you. There but. are people that don't like it. I don't get it. I don't. I don't know. either. I never saw. I don't. I don't. I don't think I've ever spoken to someone who didn't like it to really understand why they didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. If you're a horror fan, I would think you like it. And I think especially, I, I really recommend watching it a second time. Like if you think you were indifferent the first time, like watch it again because I got so much more out of it the second time. Yeah, you definitely pay attention, not pay attention more, but like you catch things. I think you might pay attention more. Yeah. Because I think especially like once you get the jump scare thing out of the way, Mm -hmm. like I don't know about you, but sometimes when I'm in, it's a super tense movie and I'm worried about all the stuff that's going to happen. I'm not really necessarily paying attention to some scenes. I'm more like, all right, something's going to jump out at me. But once you get that out of the way and you can really pay attention to everything going on, uh, I don't know. I got way more out of it. I don't love the song they used. 
to be honest. The Sunshine In song? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I think there's creepier songs they could have used. I agree. Or, I will say, though, I do love the transition at the end where he's trying to get out and they're like, just pull the door, pull the door. And then he like transitions into his like the guy's creepy version yes. of singing it. That yes. to me was super effective. Yeah, it was super effective. I think that the song was a, not a bad idea, even though it's been used quite a few times in other movies. Yeah. Um, For some reason, what's that one that's sticking out in my brain now? The the last shift for some reason sticks oh. out because what i thought of was tiptoe through the tulips <laughs> oh yeah well that too and insidious you mean tiptoe. yeah oh, God. nothing's fucking sc- i just got goosebumps <laughs> don't do that stop 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 <laughs> i'm in a blanket teepee you know how creepy that already is stop <laughs> to do it in that voice too god damn it carly <laughs> Sorry. I didn't know about the teepee. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that one is scary. But no, also in Last Shift, there's a song, but I don't remember what it was, but it was effective. Yeah. I don't know why, but this song just doesn't scare me the way I feel like it should. I agree. I can can definitely agree with that. They could have picked something else. Sure. Although I do like... It does go, it lends itself to the story, and that's probably why it was picked. Because there's that whole scene with Brian Cox's character when they're in the elevator, and he's explaining about how he called, Ray. what did he call his mom? Ray. Yeah, and how, her Ray of Sunshine. I totally missed this the whole first time around, too. Yeah. How she's Ray, and she's this Ray of Sunshine, and then we're also led to believe that she murdered herself. Or she murdered yeah, she herself. killed she herself. She committed suicide. So it's like d- women are happy and shiny on the outside mm-hmm. when a lot of times we suffer in silence, and not just women, men too, but yeah. um, women are espe- especially expected to look a certain way and act a certain way, especially as mothers and as wives. Yeah. So it's... um. So the, I guess that song does lend itself to that part of the story. Um, mm-hmm. I just, maybe there's a better one. I don't know what it is, but for some, I don't know why. It's just not creepy enough for me. I want it to be creepier. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. But she was very manipulative and yes. smart and conniving and didn't even move a muscle. I know. <laughs> Appreciate Nailed that it. about her. <laughs> I loved uh, reading the trivia and it being like, she's so clean and so pristine except for her feet because of her walking back and forth on the set. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't think to uh, clean those up, I guess. (laughs) Um, But I guess that's kind of funny because then maybe she is moving around. You don't know. You don't know. Although I think it's just the guy that blew his face off moving around with his bell, bell toe. His his bell toe. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a big fan. I love it. Um, I'm excited we got two projects coming out from this group in 2019 uh i want to see more i thought troll hunter was great so i like andre over it all um i think i think that movie's a little long but uh i appreciate troll hunter quite a bit if you haven't seen that it's Um, so good i agree with you that it's a little long but it's worth it yeah yeah giant trolls giant trolls um and scary stories tell the dark is just everyone's excited about that right oh man so excited it's gonna be really great i don't think we have a trailer for eli yet i'll keep keep an eye on that no i just looked as well um so i'm down oh i can't wait okay is there anything else we want to talk about with this movie i guess we can go through some of the trivia 
that Andre Overdahl saw uh, a screening of The Conjuring and immediately called his agent and was like, I want to do a horror movie. Get me a script. <laughs> and this Love is it. the script they gave him. Um, ask and, and you shall receive. Ask and you shall receive. I mean, he did a great job. Yes. yes. I don't know. That, that one CGI face, I want to fucking remove that from the film. But other than that, I mean, that's a silly thing to get upset about, I guess. I love that Troll Hunter and this movie could not be more different in just like the scope of things. Completely different. And he nailed it. Is Troll Hunter a found footage? It is, right? Yeah. Or it's like a documentary? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the film, the f- the look of the film was better than a found footage. I agree. Was, I remember it being gorgeous. It's been a freaking while since i It was I've so beautiful. The yeah. landscapes. Yes. Oh, it was great. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, we don't have a final segment for you, but I thought it might be fun for us to talk about some of the things we've been watching, some of the movies we've seen. Um, I, like I said last week, we're going to have a, in a couple weeks, we'll have our 2018 year in review. Um, but we're still watching a bunch of 2018 films to get <laughs> caught up. So we want to wait a little bit longer to do that. Yes. Um, so, but you, you, you went to some kind of festivities yesterday. You want to talk about that a little bit? I did. Yeah. Yesterday I was lucky enough to go to, um, what did they call it? The Shamalamathon. I don't even know <laughs> if that's right. It was something like that. Um, but they screened the trilogy in its completion of Unbreakable, Split, and Glass, which comes out, I think, next week. Oh, you saw Glass? Yeah. Oh, I don't think I knew this. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so, yeah. Do you want to, without any spoilers, just let oh, us know yeah. how you liked Glass? Okay. So, um, I really did like it. It's okay. been a while since I'd seen Unbreakable mm-hmm. and then I had only seen Split in theaters um, but I really enjoyed that movie so it was really cool getting to see because I guess they did it so I saw it at the Egyptian through um, I think Beyond Fest put it on okay um, but they were doing this at Alamo Draft Houses um, oh, at, the, at those locations nice. and I think I think he was actually at the one in New York Shyamalan yeah, uh, I guess maybe he went to the actual Alamo Draft House though, in Texas. I don't know. He was he was there, and they did like a live Q and A that they ended up screening before Glass about um, how he, you know, his plans for making this this trilogy, and like how he um, almost didn't do it because of how poorly Unbreakable was received mm. when it came out. Yeah, and he told this really funny story about. How when he, you know, he got the idea for Unbreakable when they were doing Sixth Sense. Um, and I think they were like in the cutting room and he was like kind of piecing the story together. And like when he tried to shop the idea around a lot of the studios, he named Disney in particular, didn't like was like nobody wants to see comic like superhero movies like (laughs) it's just like have you seen Uh, have you ever gone to a convention like those people are crazy like nobody nobody wants to see superhero movies um and so how it was kind of just like you know it may have flopped at the box office but then it kind of picked up once it went to like dvd and video and kind Mm -hmm. of became like a secret like like not like an underground cult classic but like people enjoyed it more I don't think Unbreakable was really marketed the right way. And that's what he said as well. Because my parents went and saw that in theaters. 
there's no way my parents are the people that should be going to see that movie. <laughs> there's no way. I remember really clearly because they went to see it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's M. Night Shyamalan. Like, how did you like it? My dad was like, yeah, it wasn't that good. But then when I saw it, like, later in VHS, yeah. probably, I was yeah. like, oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's <laughs> so, so good. Like, you didn't market to the right people. Because no. I didn't even think to go see it in theaters, which is not really a good sign that the people that you should be marketing to didn't think to go see it in theaters. No, totally. And I mean, they were like, a lot of the problem with their marketing was that, you know, because they were coming, it was like him and Bruce Willis and they yes. were coming off of Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. A lot of people thought it was going to be scary, but like his idea was more to film it as like a melodrama. Like what if it's just like totally takes place in like real time mm-hmm. where these people just happen to have these like abilities that they don't really know within themselves kind of thing sure um and so it had been a really long time like i literally only remembered the last scene of unbreakable Hmm. and i really i don't know i think it really holds up i thought it was a great movie um again (laughs) yeah and then seeing it back to back with split was really fun um and then it all kind of came together with glass i feel like definitely revisit unbreakable and split okay if you haven't seen those movies in a while if you have i mean if we've seen split fairly recently i right? don't feel like, like i need to see split again yeah. but i wouldn't mind seeing um unbreakable again it's been a really long time i would definitely watch unbreakable again because there's yeah. definitely a lot of nods that you'll see and mm-hmm. appreciate more i feel like if you like have all the information okay um but yeah it's like it was a f- it was definitely a fun movie to like wrap up a trilogy with. Okay. But out of the 3, was it your favorite? Glass? No. No. Out of it's- the 3, it was like okay, so Glass is like cool cuz you can like see all the characters together, right? Right. Right. Um and like Sarah Paulson is amazing. Love her. Um but I feel like my favorite might be Split. Okay. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like, I don't think it it doesn't look as good as Split to no. me. No. And it's not. Like, okay. don't think it's going to top Split. But okay. it's like a nice movie that brings them all three together and like is a final like little tie. And cool. here you go. Here's your gift of three I'm done, movies. I'm done with that. And that's kind yeah. of what I, that's cool. Because that's the expectation I was having about it anyway. Mm-hmm. So. Um, like, don't go in thinking it's going to be like a masterpiece. But right, like, you're going right. to have a good time. Sure. Cool. I I don't know. Just to talk about some things, I guess what I've been watching. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Top Chef. Yes. <laughs> I love Top Chef, but I didn't have the ability to watch it for a while. Mm-hmm. So I'm going back and watching all the seasons I missed. It's pretty fun. I don't I'm enjoying it. I don't know if I've ever seen Top Chef. I usually gravitate what? towards like Chopped. Oh, no, 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 no. You have to watch Top Chef. I'm Top literally chef. Googling it Top right now. chef because it has like drama too. Like people like getting fights and stuff. Oh. <laughs> and they're all like really good chefs. Like all of these chefs are super talented and already have like a lot of background. And um, I recommend you watch Top Chef if you like cooking shows. Um, I do. But I, I like, I don't know. I love oh, Did you see the final table? No. Oh my God. You got to watch the final table. That's on Netflix. Highly recommend that. What's Top Chef on? Uh, Hulu. Okay. So I was watching that. And then just yesterday, I started watching you. 
which is a yes uh, which is on netflix yes um i thought it was a netflix show and it is now but it actually was a lifetime show oh my god yes so i didn't know any of this when i went into it um so i just you didn't I had, know that there was going to be some cheese happening no but i've heard genre people recommend it so I did not know. It, it, there's no cheese. I don't think there's cheese in this. Okay. It's not cheesy. It's actually really good. Um, you know what's funny about don't that show? Disc- don't discredit it just because it's Lifetime. And I was surprised when I found out it was Lifetime. But then as I kept watching, I was like, I can see how this is Lifetime. But mm-hmm. when I first started it, that didn't even cross my brain. Um, Penn uh, Badgley sure. stars in it. Uh-huh. Who is from Gossip Girl, if you are a Gossip Girl person. And the chick played Princess Anna in Once Upon a Time. Well, there you go. I was like that. It was when I saw the preview for it, I was like, that chick is so familiar. And for a split second, I thought it was the girl from, um, oh, what was that show? Revenge. Okay. Um, but I was like, I know it's not her. And so then I had to look it up and that's what Did you watch from. you at all? So I never I have not watched a full episode, but in the second episode, like four minutes in, they mention uh the founder of my company and her cookbook. And okay. so um because like I help with social, like people were sending it. So I had like I watched that one portion because they like it's so weird (laughs) it's the soda guy probably huh he's literally like amanda chantel bacon's book the moon juice cookbook for to thrive (laughs) cosmically and i was like oh my god (laughs) they get in it but yeah so i've seen that that part if you watch it that character is a douchebag (laughs) (laughs) well there you go so that's uh, the only part that i've seen that is into uh not that that moon juice moon juice is lovely a lovely company uh (laughs) but that character is a douchebag that's trying to make artisanal sodas um Ah. anyway so i started watching it and at first i was like okay so this is gonna be horror because i thought surely if all these horror genre people are bringing it up to me then it's probably horror and uh it's not um it's thriller and it's romantic, and it's not, and it's creepy. There's definitely creepy horror-ish moments, but uh, I think as a whole, it does kind of fall into that lifetime thing, but the mm-hmm. cheesiness isn't there. Um, yeah, it definitely came across as kind of like stalker thriller. Yes, it is stalker thriller. That's a good way to describe it. Um, our main character, he has he relies hard on his id, and his super ego, but not necessarily the ego part of his brain that would tie them together. So gotcha. like he's sometimes, sometimes he's very super ego and he's got a lot of morals. And then other times he's just completely going off of what he feels like he needs to do. So there's like nothing linking them. So it's he's it's very erratic and back and forth. It's really interesting character wise. Um some people have uh compared it to Dexter, which I don't necessarily disagree with. I think um tonally tonally it's similar to Dexter in that you're hearing his internal I can see that conversations and where his brain is going. Um I can see that based on the trailer. Like that yeah, makes sense to it's, me. It's great. I think the acting in it's really believable and really good. Uh, the characters are fun. Um, 
there are it's starting to feel more melodramatic now uh, mm-hmm. as I get further into it. Like the first couple episodes, I was like, oh, yeah, this is very thrillery. And then um, as I'm hitting like the fourth and fifth episode, I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm watching like Gossip Girl again. <laughs> A yeah, little bit. it gets very melodramatic, which I'm cool with, but not everyone will be like I sure. recommended this to Luke when I watched the first couple episodes. And then now that I'm hitting like episode five and six, I'm like, maybe he's not going to like this as much as I thought he would. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> but Amazing. of course, I didn't tell him that. I'm just sure. going to let him watch it. Figure it out. Yeah. But uh, it's good. It's it's you would like it, Carly. I feel like you would really like it. I'm sure I would. I the only reason I haven't started watching it is because I know that I've got like 13 other movies that I need to watch sure by the 20th and I should not this is the absolute <laughs> wrong time for me to be watching a tv show because I have all these movies to watch but it's only 10 episodes it's fine it's fine it's fine whatever uh there's no new season out right now yeah but yeah uh also there's a book which I didn't know about thank you uh facebook peoples for telling me oh so maybe I'll read the book there you go maybe that's I fun will. Maybe I won't. Who Maybe knows? Maybe I will. Maybe I won't. Um, so that's it for me, I guess. I have a lot of 2018 horror films to get through. A lot of Ooh. them. Guess what I'm doing next week, which I'm so excited about. Ooh. I feel like you'll appreciate this. Oh, what? On Friday, hmm. the Egyptian is showing The Witches and Angelica Houston's doing a Q&A. Wow. I'm so excited. That is exciting. I don't remember the last time I watched The Witches. What do you do when you see Angelica Houston? Do you just like fall to your knees? Yeah. What else do you do? (laughs) I don't know. Right? I don't know what I would do if I ever met Angelica Houston because I feel like she's like a queen. She is a queen. Yeah. I I literally, because I saw, they're like, oh yeah, we're showing The Witches. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, I haven't seen that movie in like a while. And then it's like with Angelica Houston. And I was like, buy a tickets immediately. Oh my God, I'm so yeah, excited. that's kind of how I feel about it. Like, maybe I would be more into it seeing it if Angelica Houston was fucking there. Exactly. Oh man, exciting. What? All I'm right. very excited. So what are we doing next week? Funny you should ask, because I have hmm. that information for oh, you. I'm so excited to hear about it. Yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, next week, we are going to be uh, revisiting for us, because I think we've both seen these movies, right? Oh, God, it's been forever. But yes, I have seen them at points in my life. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So you should come along on the ride with us. We're going to watch The Others, which is now streaming on Hulu, Nicole Kidman, Mm -hmm. and The Village, which is now streaming on Netflix. There you go. Trippy thrillers. And old timey clothes. And I didn't. I don't have any particular recollection of loving either of these movies, so it'll be fun to see how I feel about them now. I think I saw both of them in theaters and then never again. I think that's kind of how, I mean, at least for The Village, I remember that, only seeing it once. Um, The others, I just remember a lot of candlelight. Mm, Candlelight. Yeah. I just remember a lot of like dark, I think like the kids are allergic to to sun or something. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Got it. Excited. Yeah. To talk about it. Those are spoilery movies. So if you haven't seen them and yeah. you want to listen next week, check them out first. Yes, please. Hello. If you've gone this long without finding out what the spoilers are for the others and the village, I, okay. I don't know. 
you must be young maybe maybe if you're young (laughs) maybe if you're like real young yeah Yeah. all right well that's it for this week are we gonna do our new exit song carly we are i think right yeah hang on a second i'm trying to think of how i want to i'm gonna think i'm gonna trip i'm gonna change up how i do my part i like it Uh, hang on a second can you give me a second it's really important that you give me a second yeah i need i need a second (laughs) i'm gonna prepare for this okay in a very important way it's very important it's it's gonna be worth it she promises i (laughs) do you want are you are we signing off first or do we just jump into it i'm getting something ready okay oh oh she's preparing okay all right i think i think we're i think we're good okay and until next week i'm amy and i'm carly beep 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 was it worth it it was so worth it that worked out it was almost perfect it was